2: Welcome to the Pundus mate on Friday, the 23rd of June, 2023. As I welcome in my co-host each and every week, Sam Hyland. Sam, good afternoon to you. Chris O, how are you? I'm very well, but that date just made me realize that we're six months from Christmas. Oh, wow. Six months from Christmas. Gee, we had the solstice yesterday, didn't we, did? we?
1: Uh so we're on the we're on the downhill run now for the sun. Yep. Short days, and and uh yeah, well, it's uh Looking forward to the next six months to Christmas. Can't wait.
2: Can't wait for the warmer weather, but uh, (laughs) we've got warmer weather as it is. I think we're going to get to 28 here on Monday. How good. How good is that for the middle of winter? How good. We are in for a a perfect day at Eagle Farm tomorrow. Of course, it's the final group one of this current racing season, the Tattersalls Tiara for the fillies and the mares. As I said, a fine day, a good track, and what will be another outstanding day of Group One racing at Eagle Farm, Sam. Should do, yeah. It's uh, it's look,
1: it's um, really good meeting nine race card, and it's always a uh, you know a really popular day, the Tattersall's Day, at uh, up here in Brisbane. So uh, they have a, th- a few throughout the year, don't they? But they this do? is this is the big one.
2: It is now some news. Oh no! Before we get to any news, what have you done this weekend? The exciting. Uh, well, I've sat up every night Oh yeah you'd be tall not look tired. So
1: oh that's good to know. Good to know. I had a shave this morning and uh <laughs> yeah, tried to freshen first up first of the week. Freshen up. So I think it is totally. <laughs> it uh it uh yeah, but it's it's uh, definitely well I've been going to bed at about uh six thirty, seven o'clock and then Nicole's uh, Fitnickers has been giving me a shove when the alarm goes off at 11.20. I'm sure she'd be really happy with that alarm going off yeah, too each night. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and then, uh, last night, a good mate of mine, Nigel, good enough from Newmarket, he rang me at, uh, I think he rang me after the gold cup and, uh, yeah, I sat out in the lounge room chatting away to him and then the Nicole goes, are you right? Are, are you really, <laughs> really right? You know, yes. We've got, we've got I three am. kids and your wife all trying to sleep, and you're banging on about racehorses. So yeah, that was popular. That yeah. was popular. But do you know what? It's on again tonight, and uh, looking forward to. Uh, well, the world's looking forward to seeing Artorias. I know Cam Luke. He's he's a big Artorias fan, and of course he tipped him when he won the uh, the thirteen hundred Group One. Can lightning strike
2: twice? No reason why it can't. Uh, now I went somewhere this week, Sammy. I don't know if you've been. I know we're only uh, been here four or five years or whatever. I went to Byron Bay for the first time. Oh, wow. Have yeah, you been, I've been there?
1: A, I've been a few times, actually. And, uh, yeah, we took the uh, the last time
2: we went, we took the caravan down. And, uh, no, it's, it's a great spot. It's noosery, isn't it? Great spot. Yeah, It's noosery. Um, but I tell you, I went to a nice place just before Byron Bay, Brunswick Heads. Okay. Very quiet sort of area.
1: Right.
2: Uh, I think anything could be going on in the world. And if you lived in Brunswick Heads, uh, it wouldn't make uh, any difference whatsoever they just got people running around just sitting there playing their guitar in the morning. I don't think a lot of work done in Brunswick Heads. That sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, so good luck to them. I'm only jealous, that's for sure. Now, some news for this week. Uh, Ryan Maloney, one of our favourite jockeys on the punters, mate, and in Queensland, is going to base himself in Sydney from August to November. Interesting. Gee, gee, yeah, it is. um, This is, uh, when I read this on your rundown, I thought,
1: uh, wow, this is left field. Yeah. Um, uh, But good on him i think he's a great jockey ryan Maloney. and yep. uh gee it's a, it's a uh, you know it's a tough field very competitive down there in sydney but he obviously somebody's asking for his services i you know i wouldn't have thought he'd just uh make that move without having, having Annabelle melnesium backing yeah exactly so uh that's fantastic good on him he's a great jockey great fella yep. and uh uh yeah that that will be uh a you know, a, a real feather in his cap if he can uh, hold his own down there in Sydney, which I think he will. I think he's a uh, fantastic job.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't walk off with a Group 1, at least one Group 1 during the spring. So that's excellent. Now, one of the horses that he's regular rider of, uh, Skirt the Law, resumes in mid-August uh, at Caulfield in the Quizette. That is the plan at this stage. Uh, she will trial next month. Uh, he might lose the ride on Skirt the Law uh, due to him being down the, uh, in Sydney uh, with other commitments, so we'll see what happens there. Of course, Skirt the Laws trained by Tony Gollan, who also trains Antino, who has been so impressive up here during the winter. Antino's aim will be the Group One Turac at Caulfield in the spring. So, be a nice race, do you think, for Antino, Sam? Yeah, would would definitely would be. Uh, look, those horses, and
1: you know, we've said this. Uh, on numerous occasions on, on this show, the horses, the Queensland horses, the presence they've had in the last couple of Melbourne carnivals yeah. uh, has been really strong. So it's no surprise that, uh, that uh, you know, the better ones from up here are going down to, to have a go in, in Melbourne again uh, at the upcoming uh,
2: spring carnival. So uh, And they'll run well too. More local news. Hurricane Hall. Have you heard of that horse, Sam? No. Hurricane Hall is trained by Tony Hayden. Uh, prior to last Saturday at Gympie, it had seven starts for no wins and three placings. Comes out in a 1170 meter maiden and won by 20.3 lengths. Wow. That's not easy to do. I don't know if the opposition were much chopped. I don't think they were. I don't (laughs) think they were. Wow. But to win a, to win any race by 20 lengths is good, but to win one over a short trip like that must be Extra good or they're extra bad. Yeah. So this. anyway, well done to Tony Hayden you wouldn't and team there. The army's could be that slow, would you? Well, they're either that slow or that horse was that fast. Yeah. He's a four-year-old gelding by Artie Schiller. So hopefully uh, more wins in store for Hurricane Hall. Obviously he likes the gimpy sand because he ran second on the same track three starts back, beaten an eyelash. So anytime uh, you're up the gimpy way and this horse is going around, make sure you have something on. Now the Perth Cup. Uh, racing waging West Australia have raised prize money to one million dollars for the Perth Cup hoping to persuade more interstate runners to make the trip west what do you think of that
1: interesting uh it's you know and good and good on them but uh, I think we've got uh, we've got lots of million dollar races around haven't we yeah you know, especially in uh, in Sydney it's uh you know they're really leading the charge with as far as prize money goes, and and then uh, you know Melbourne is becoming a bit second tier now, uh, and sadly, and but you know there is obviously still good prize money on offer, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's a long way to go, Perth. It and, is, and uh, as a rule. It's, it, it's, uh, it's challenging enough, you know, getting, obviously getting flights for horses to, to get to Perth, and. Yeah, it's not the uh, sort of place you can float a horse to. Yeah. Well, they do, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty challenging, you know? So it's, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes for them.
2: Oh, look, I, I think, um, you know, they've done a good job there. They're trying to get the, the better horses over there for the, for the cup. I mean, it's a, as you say, it's a difficult place cause it's so far away, but the racing's terrific. The tracks are always good. Uh, and I remember the days, you know, the bygone era when we used to get the better loosen-ups in the Kingston Towns and yeah. all that go over for these these races. So, uh, yeah, good on uh, WWA. I hope they can uh, get more horses over there for the Cup and other races. Uh, last week, we, of course, had the big Ipswich Cup meeting, Sammy. Uh, big crowd on deck, party time as it always is at Ipswich. We had some uh, highlights, of course, with the, uh, the Ipswich Cup. The Eyeliner and the Gay Waterhouse. Let's have a recap of those races.
0: Desert Icon gets off the rail to challenge New Marion, and Regal Lion swept up to the pair on the outside. New Marion, Desert Icon, and Regal Lion in a three horse war. Clear of London Banker at Birtebank running on. New Marion is now gone. Desert Icon and Regal Lion. Regal Lion the outside, Desert Icon the inside. Great finish of the cup. They hit the line. Regal Lion outstayed Desert Icon in a beauty. London Banker third. Baby Irish Playboy fourth, Holyfield looking for the way clear, then Irish Songs, Blazer Trail, he's cluttered in traffic, indispensable Sir Warwick next, all of a sudden Lady of Honour reached the lead, trying hard Gravina, Irish Songs getting up on the inside and now Blazer Trail's getting up but it might be too late, Sefi is flying, Lady of Honour clinging on, Lady of Honour in front and I think just beat Gravina who put in a late dive. Blaze trail, 15 rounds not far away, and Cepheus flashing out wide. Russian conquest second last. And majestic shot brought right to the outside. Better gets set, the lead of the straight. There's a rails run for chassis. Self-indulgent, boxy away. Better gets set in the front. Tackled hard by Chassis on the inside, then self-indulgent. Chassis off the map will get the prize. Beat home better get sent. Hellfest burst home for third, then self-indulgent. Russian conquest from
2: the Clouds. Regal Lion, of course, winning the Cup and just outdoing Desert Icon with London Banker third. Sam Numerian jockey says. That was uh, Jag with Manchester. Probably didn't back up from the Q22 the week prior and did have 61 kilos.
1: Yeah, I was on uh, London Banker. I know he hasn't won for a while, but he's, uh, I think maybe he'll be able to deliver this weekend, but uh, gee, he ran well at the five bucks, the place, so I was happy with that, but I I could not have found the winner in that race, the Ipswich Cup.
2: No. uh, Well, he's in tomorrow, of course, in the Tats Cup, and he's a better price, and of course, he's defending champ. He won the Tats Cup last year, so he's got a good chance. Now, the uh, eyeliner went to Lady of Honour for Ben and J.D. Hayes. Gravina, I thought, was probably a good thing beaten sat wide all the way.
1: Yeah, it was uh, that was a good race, wasn't it? And uh, Andrew Mallion, he, did he yep, ride? he did, yeah, and, Lady uh, of Great to see Andrew uh, winning another feature. He's done so well since uh, basing himself
2: up here, and he's a great jockey. Uh, And, of course, the Gay Waterhouse was won by Chassis, who was well-backed. Ma Eustace and Jake Bayless got up along the inside there. That was was a lottery, that race. It was very hard, I thought, to find the winner. But, uh, obviously, some of the punters were on. Hellfest ran on, as she does, into third spot. Russian Conquest ran on, as she does, into sixth (laughs) spot. And Majestic Shot bled. So we can forgive that, but... uh, yeah, they could run that race probably 10 times and get uh, six different winners, I would say. Now, on today's show, we're going to chat to Tim Clark, gun jockey Tim Clark, who, of course, based in Sydney, but he's got a great book of rides at Eagle Farm tomorrow and a lot of horses uh, that I've tipped, Sammy. So uh, just oh, wow. looking after my own backyard there, getting Tim on the show. Looking forward to that. And we'll talk to Matt Hoisted after the main break, find out what's going on with Uncommon James, find out about his runners, him and Steve O'Day's runners at Eagle Farm tomorrow, Plus, we'll find out which horses you're sending south. Will the likes of Scalapini be heading down to Flemington for a 1,400 metre race again? Because he's pretty good when he gets there over those trips. So we'll see what happens. He- Chris O, news yesterday
1: uh, that uh, Nathan Grubby Day's saw that. Uh, nine-month disqualification has been dropped. Uh, that I think it started 14 months ago, that whole footy bet saga uh, with the Clark of the Scales and the starter and uh yeah here we are you know 9 months later and uh easily 50 grand later that uh it's been dropped so it's pretty disappointing isn't it and uh i think um fitting when you say you win some
2: you lose more, more. that sounds like some that, of them.
1: that that is the case for <laughs> grubby uh unfortunately but yeah it's how do they get that so wrong he'd now? uh
2: he would have slept a little bit easier last night yeah
1: well that's it and yeah it, uh, but yeah, it cost him a few bobs. It shouldn't get to that point, should it? No.
2: Really? No. Uh, racing over the weekend, of course, Eagle Farm has the Tiara, the Healy, and the Tats Cup of the group races. We race at Gatton, Gatton Cup Day. Oh, you tomorrow. And uh, you and I will be touching on that, of course, in the Darling Download tomorrow morning on SEN Track. Uh, we race on the Poly Track at Aquas Park. We race TAB wise at Roma on the sand. So we've got Poly Track meetings, we've got sand meetings. And we don't race at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. We don't race at Toowoomba tomorrow night. We race at Rockhampton on Sunday because the Sunshine Coast will host the Caloundra Cup uh, tomorrow week. And the track is getting all set for that big day. So they are our meetings over the weekend. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And remember, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week. Right across the Sunshine State, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Sammy, as uh, we did mention earlier on, we had a chat to, or we're going to have a chat to Timmy Clark, which we did. But unfortunately, we had a few technical issues uh, post that chat, and we uh, can't put that to air. Uh, totally our fault. Nothing to do with uh, <laughs> with Timmy Clark, that's for sure. So we are going to catch up with Kobe O'Brien from KO Racing, who, as an owner, syndicator, has been taking the racing world by storm in Hasn't Queensland. he just? Has just hasn't he just? Winner after winner after winner, and I'll tell you what, if you want to get into uh, syndicating or you want to get into a syndicate, you don't want to buy a horse outright, he is your man. Kobe, good afternoon to you. Good
3: afternoon, boys. Uh, Happy to join you today.
2: Yeah, we've been uh, looking forward to having this chat with you for some time. Uh, Tell me, uh, how many horses are you involved in syndication-wise?
3: Syndication-wise, in the KO colours, I think, yeah, it's getting close to thirty. I'd say about twenty-seven, twenty-eight at the wow. moment. Is around, around sort of twenty-four, twenty-five, in work and work. We've got the um, got the sort of two or three, uh, two-year-olds coming through at the moment, and a couple that have been bought throughout the year that are yet to be named and yet to go through the process with them. But yeah, there's there's plenty on the books now, so it's keeping me uh, pretty busy.
1: Kobe, how did it all start for you? Where where did you hail from uh, in here in Queensland, and and how did you get the passion for horse racing?
3: Oh yeah, I could, I could, I could talk, I could talk all day about this, Sammy. Um, but you know, in a nutshell, I suppose, I suppose, um, when I was when I was in Rocky, um, I did a little bit for for Tom Button within his stable, and obviously he's a he's a he's a fairly accomplished trainer. He was in Rocky, and he's still popping up with winners here and there, Tommy Button, but. You know, I spent a fair bit of time with him and got the ins and outs of what it's all about. And, you know, he's quite a good businessman. And I picked up quite a lot of things from him. But, you know, you can't just overnight go out and start buying expensive horses and expecting people to come into them. So I actually, um, I bought my first ever horse for 500 bucks off Bloodstock Auction. And it was trained by Bevan Johnson, a horse called Froze. And obviously... Uh, Billy was in the middle of his uh, premiership reign out west. I think he won five or six premierships in a row. So strike rate, strike rate rise. He was a pick, and that horse ended up winning about twelve races. I think so. Wow. A five hundred dollar buy picked up twelve wins, and I sort of raced four, five, six horses with Billy out west before um, before I got in touch with with Corey, and then the rest is history.
2: So by Corey, you mean Corey Geeran? Corey Geeran,
3: yeah. So um, you know the. The, the sky's the limit, I suppose. When you when you get into this industry, and naturally, I wanted to sort of get closer to racing horses in and around Brisbane and Toowoomba, and it just it was just so fitting that Corey was sort of an up and coming trainer at the time that I was an up and coming owner looking to expand, and you know we got together, and Corey he was training at the Sunny Coast at the time that I got in touch with him, and he must have only had four or five sort of horses in work, but what really caught my eye is that he was he was taking horses like 20 start maidens with northern rivers formed in new south wales and sort of i think there's a horse called see for yourself that he won six races with in its first prep as a 20 odd start maiden and they were um, popping up at good odds and i just flicked him a message and see what it was all about and yeah we just we didn't have a big budget at the start i think we paid about 22.50 for a horse called big talk and it won a maiden and then the big breakthrough was a horse called vanassa
2: of course and chocolatier wasn't a bad one either
3: Chocolatier come right after the nasty year and he was, um, I think, oh, he, he got beaten less than a length in town for about five or six starts in a prep and he ended up being our first uh, midweek city winner as well, Chocolatier. So, yeah, those horses sort of come through together and then we, we broke into the young horse market after that and obviously um, obviously we're well and truly renowned for triad horses, but it's still, I guess, still the infancy of, of our partnership together. It's a couple of years old, but... You know, we sort of results wise haven't put a foot wrong yet.
1: Co- Kobe, yeah, your professional life and uh, is this, is is this what you do now for a living, or um,
3: uh, it, ha- ha- how how did is, that all yeah. go? It's um. So obviously, when I was when I was first sort of breaking into it, um, I did work in underground mines for probably two or three years. while well, I was just getting my feet on the ground and did sort of racing in the background, but I think i think all up in total there's over 300 owners that we've got in all these horses that i've had from the start and working shift work sort of day and night shift and then trying to communicate you know uh and keep that product as good as i'd like it to be for all owners it's probably not really viable with the lifestyle that i had so yeah it's um, been about six months now that i've that i've uh, gone out with the horses alone and and yeah, trying to make the most of the opportunity I've got because not every day you get to wake up and, and own horses for a living and, and do the form. But here I am, so pretty, yeah. pretty lucky to be able to pretty lucky to be able to do that. And I suppose it's a results driven industry, and we've got the results for now. So you know everything's running swimmingly. And
1: and the the. Ownership, uh, you know, people that you, your clientele that you have in, in all the horses, where do they come from? Far and wide or are they from up north? Are they Rocky people, Toowoomba people? How did did that sort of, um, how how did you build on, on your clientele?
3: So, oh, they're 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 far and wide, sort of even even getting interstate now uh, to a degree. But I suppose you know, right from the get-go, it was it was a close group of sort of ten of my closest mates and you know people I'd grown up with that you know would would pay the fifty dollars to go in a ten percent share of a five hundred dollar horse. And you know the way I see it, every every one owner can be worth ten, twenty, thirty owners if 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 you do everything correctly and. Mm that's how it sort of started from there you know it just takes one bloke that's had a good experience in one horse and then all of a sudden they want they want to get 10 blokes involved in the next horse and we've sort of taken that approach and with with myself and now being in with uh being within Corey's stable and the clientele that he had beforehand and merging together now it's um it's it's quite easy to sell horses but yeah we've got a majority from Toowoomba and then since I've lived in Brisbane, you know, another sort of three, four horses full of people that I've connected with down there. And obviously lots of people from home in Rocky and out West in Barky and Longreach here and even up in Mackay Townsville and whatnot. So no, it's, um, it's, it's quite a broad, broad demographic of owners we've got.
2: And are all the horses trained by Corey and Kylie? Yeah, they are. They
3: are all, all for now. Um, I suppose the challenge that, we're sort of facing is that they're the I'm buying horses quicker at the rate that boxes are getting freed up at the moment. So, um, you know, obviously naturally, as I said before, you, you want to progress to the next level. So I think, you know, 2024 and beyond, I, I do think that expansion is on the horizon with, um, you know, with the freedom we have to sort of spend more money on quality horses. And as I said before, the, the ownership, um, you know, groups that we have in, in regions in North Queensland and Central Queensland and and so forth. So, yeah, that, that it, it'd definitely be something to look at in the future.
1: We've spoken to, to Corey on the Darling Down Low on numerous occasions and uh, he said, you know, you've found this horse here and found this horse there. How do you go about seeking horses and is it down south that you totally focus on?
3: Yeah, it is. So we'll... Um, you get the text messages that english digital is going live in in 60 minutes on every second friday and you know i take I'll, i love it that much that I'll, I'll take the time to spend three or four days going through every single lot on on every single horse and every online auction and you know we'll between myself and corey and a couple of other uh, really keen analysts we'll we'll put a short list together and Evaluate the pros and cons, and and go back and look at them three, four, five times, and watch sixteen replays. And you know, <laughs> it it really doesn't feel like it's work to a degree. But you know, we um, it's it's definitely the most exciting part of the month when those auctions are live. And yeah, we um, we tend to, you know, obviously we we tend to try and bring the horses up from Sydney and Melbourne. Primarily, sort of low, low-rated, low-class horses, maidens of class one. So they're going to sort of um, go through the grades, or you know, in in other circumstances, we'll be buying an open, open-class horse to target uh, feature races, cups, and so forth. So we just um, we sort of put together a plan of what we're looking for and and buy accordingly.
2: So, when your team's gone through all those horses that are going up for um for auction, do you put a price, uh, uh, a assessed price on yeah, each one? Yeah, 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 yeah Absolutely. Um,
4: you know, I,
3: I think the sweet spot's probably around sort of twenty to thirty thousand. You uh, a price that you can get back in sort of one prep. You know, and adding on training fees, you pay 20000 for a horse. That's only sort of winning two races in Toowoomba. And we've been lucky. with we've, we've had sort of four, five, six horses out of one, strung together sort of three or four in a prep. So that's uh, that's usually how we evaluated that. We haven't, I think, well, I think the, the most we've spent is, uh, I think, Fifty-seven thousand on the Spirit of Boom from the Magic Millions, which is you know typical for a, a young a, a yearling these days, and tried horse wise sort of. I think we spent forty thousand on Sammy, but you know we've got we've got races in mind for those sorts of horses as well that you spend spend money on. So it's um yeah that's that's usually how we make an evaluation on them.
1: Where's he at, my old mate Sammy? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs>
3: Sammy is. Um, in Sammy's back in work. We um, <laughs> we. we <laughs> Sammy is. Uh, we've got big plans for Sammy. We we're we we're pretty lucky with him. He, won a, he we're we're more or less out of him really. He um he didn't miss a place. Sort of the first three or four starts and, nearly won a midweek on a Wednesday. But we've got the luxury of him now. We've got obviously the Battle of the Bushes coming up this this um this Saturday. And it's worth really lucrative prize money and we we run second with Van in the country cups final last year and Samuel Samuel head there on that similar path this year and obviously he's a sprinter miler, so we get the five non tab runs under his belt, go to the country cups final in December and he'll be fresh sort of this time next year and hopefully has a place in the battle of the bush as well. So he's he's gonna have two shots at a hundred thousand dollars in the next um in the next twelve months, so more or less the perfect buy, really. Anything to add to it, that? Sam?
1: It's uh, well, it's it's been a fantastic initiative uh, from Racing Queensland, hasn't it? The yeah. the Battle of the Bush. I remember uh, when I started coming up here doing work for them. Uh, I think it was in the early that that was the first one they ran, and uh, you know it's really come on, and it's very popular, isn't it?
3: Well, I think well, I think something that separates. The likes of Corey and myself, from other people trying to do what we're doing, is that we, um, you know, we're we're sort of buying a lot to target um, the races like uh, like the Roma Cup, the Birdsville Cup, um, the North Queensland Carnival. You know, Rocky MacKay, Newmarket. We won a race at on Roma races last year, and we've got sort of half the stable now. We can we can target at these the bushes and country cups and stampede type series, and you know we're basically racing horses uh, where the party is, and you know nine times out of ten coming home with a trophy to show for it. So it's probably probably the main accolades of what we've what we've built the whole um, institution on to date.
1: Does that suggest that you're a party boy? <laughs> oh, it goes without
3: saying, doesn't it? In I'm getting a bit of age on me these days. To be honest. What are you 22 yeah. or something? Are you still? Are you still <laughs> running
1: with? Are you still running with the lip rug? You've got a good lip rug going on, haven't you?
3: <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I am running with that with, with good success. But um, <laughs> uh, no, I turned 28 last weekend, so about, uh, about due for a midlife crisis. So.
2: <laughs> well, the amount of winners you're getting, there's no problem about you buying a sports car. That's what you do in midlife crises, isn't <laughs> How many... Now, you said you had... Go on, sorry.
3: I, I did I did have a commie at one stage, but I wrote it off,
2: unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned you had 27, 28 horses uh, on the books. How how many do you want? Is the sky the limit? Or, obviously, stabling might be an issue, as you mentioned earlier.
3: Oh, uh, it's... You know, it, it is getting to a stage where we've sort of got to seriously plan for the future with with the amount of horses that we that we can buy you know we've um the uh the i suppose we've got plenty of like we could we could sell plenty tomorrow but you know it's um it's in the future i would i would really like to you know sort of mix it with the likes of you know you've got dynamics indications and you've got derby and you've got triple crown and these sorts of big ones coming through and i think you know, I've surrounded myself with some pretty good people, and the way I see it, it's about putting key people in key positions. Which, you know, we we we've got we've got that I think, and especially being young and up and coming and coming through, I don't think there's any reason why, you know, within sort of five or ten years down the track, that we can have a, a similar sized operation to to those sorts of followers. But for now, like. For now, the the tried horses and you know the one or two yearlings a year coming through and chipping around down in southeast Queensland, um, it's ga- it's going to get us there eventually. I'd like to think, but yeah, it's um obviously twenty eight horses is a lot of hard work, and within yeah. the next couple of years, I'd like to double it. I suppose, like so, yeah, two years down the track, I wouldn't mind having fifty and sort of winning races from you know the cans down to. Brisbane, maybe expanding interstate. We'll we we'll just have to have a look at where we're at and how we've gone, especially with the young horses coming through. But yeah, it's um it's it is a bit of a luxury that we've got at the moment, being able to um more or less sell sort of whatever we buy and get instant results with them.
2: It
0: Put
1: in the dictionary, Chris, a leviathan owner. Yeah, and there's a picture of Kobe Bryant. Yeah.
2: Entrepreneur, all those <laughs> all those uh, titles. Uh, I can see As, it's going to get bigger and bigger. Go on, Kobe. Sorry.
3: As Corey likes to say, we've um, we've we've dug the well, but um, I think Cameron Munster said something in an apology one day that the boys dug the well and he can't um, uh, defecate in it. So that's the. Um, that... <laughs> I
2: don't know where you get on with that. <laughs> that, that... <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, we'll get that, that, back on that.
3: that. that now... That's the motto. We're... That's the motto we're living by these days,
2: anyway. Now, the, fair enough. Put that on your invoices. Now, the uh, the uh, the punters who want to, as Sammy says, what do we put the house on? Give us one KO racing horse over the weekend that we can back confidently.
3: Uh, we have rudimentary on Sunday and Rocky in a in a fifteen hundred meter maiden. Martin Harley's going to ride him and. Um, uh, he's first up fifteen hundred, but he's had sort of three or four jump outs and performed very well on them. And he, he's meeting quite a uh, not the strongest opposition, so I think rudimentary on Sunday and Rocky is going to be a good bet.
2: Formerly trained by Leon and Troy Corsten, Sammy, an ex-Victorian yeah. horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: He's got um he's got quite some nice uh, Melbourne form. He's a, quite a strong one pacer, so he, sh- he should be right. He should put himself right there and should be too strong in the end.
2: Kobe, great to catch up. You're doing a fantastic job, and you're only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So uh, well done to you, and I'm sure we'll chat to you down the track or we'll see you on track very, very shortly.
3: Not a problem. Thanks very much for having me.
2: That's a pleasure. Kobe O'Brien joining us there, Sammy. He's uh, doing a great job. Just one quick thing before I head for a break. He did say he was surrounding himself uh, with uh, successful people, but you and I haven't got a call yet. No, which is a little bit disappointing. Did, didn't It'll... get a
1: kick. Didn't. Our get names a kick.
2: weren't mentioned. Fair enough. Too. He only
1: deals with big hitters. That's right. <laughs> this is the punters' mate on SEN.
0: Stone Motherless last The Tiara Field heads for home Short of 400 left to run Ana Vista quickly beat it Snap Dancer went to the lead From Paleopan Running on Strongly Kiku Charming Baby boxing away Then Wanderbar and away game Snap Dancer in the centre of the track The leader from Paleopan Here's Startones And it's her running on Strongly Paleopan the inside Snap Dancer And Startones driving through the centre Is it hers? Yes it is! Star Tontes won the tiara. Beat home, step Dancer and Pelea Pair.
2: It certainly was hers. Star is winning the Tattersall's tiara last year, 2022. Sammy and she came with a storming run uh, through the centre there to win that particular race. Now, joining us, as mentioned earlier, is Matt Hoistead. Matt, good afternoon to you. Good
4: afternoon,
2: guys. How are you going on this uh, Friday afternoon? Yep, no, very well.
4: Very well. Looking, uh, looking forward to t- tomorrow. Obviously, the I suppose official end of the Brisbane Brisbane sort of carnival with the,
2: a yeah. couple of weeks
4: ago, but a couple of nice chances going into tomorrow. So, nah, very much looking forward to it.
2: I'm sure you'll have runners next week at the Sunshine Coast as well.
4: Yep, we'll have a big team up there, uh, up there next week. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, a nice couple of weeks for us.
2: Alrighty, Now, looking at your runners, uh, I'm just. Lost my computer screen here for a moment. But looking at your runners tomorrow, you've got some very, very good chances. Uh, Ocean Treaty goes around in the Tats Mile, race number five. Now, she hasn't had a lot of luck lately, has she?
4: No, she hasn't. Um, it's just a, a real shame that she, she obviously had the run that she did last start. She sort of had drawn okay, but just probably didn't jump as good as she normally does. Um and in turn wasn't sort of going to get in. So she, for her to sort of be posted three deep, sort of punching the breeze the, the whole the whole race and, and still have the audacity to give a really good kick at the top of the straight and only sort of late probably uh, sort of running out of tickets, thought was, you know, really full of merit. Um, you know, obviously Foxy Fried is a, a, a very smart mare as well. Um, so the form line's good out of that race. You know, she's sort of third up now. So... Very much, although she has got a good second up record. I think her fitness is sort of, you know, right where it needs to be on the back of a nice hard, hard run at the mile uh, second up. So look, if she can, she can get across easily enough from that gate. Um, I think she'll she'll give a give a bit of cheek there uh, tomorrow.
2: You've got Shalo going around in the Tats Tiara, Maddie. I'm very keen on her chances. I think she brings the best form line, of course, through the through the Stradbroke winner, and she's obviously going to improve second up. And you've kept her nice and fresh.
4: Yeah, I think that's key with her. She she's obviously got a got a tremendous first up record. Um I think that's why we, we really sort of wanted to be making sure we were, you know, sort of clean runs, making sure that we are sort of having her as, as well as she can be um, you know, she's she's nice and fit she's I think as good as we can have her um, you know, her, her obviously racing pattern she'll be back in the second half of the field if she can just get a little bit of room to be able to work into the race um, you know, look, she'll be she'll be steaming home she, she definitely holds that, that bit of X factor, um, you know, throughout her entire career she's always, always possessed that, that ripping sort of you know, turn of foot and you know, if she can get Get things run to suit, get to, uh, yeah, a bit of room at the right time. Um, you know, I think she's definitely good enough to be to be well, pretty much winning, winning this race. Um, but she's just probably just going to need everything sort of run to suit with her pattern. But she's she's well, so hopefully we can we can see her uh, yeah, knock off that maiden group one for her.
2: Now you, you've only had her for the two starts. She of course came up from Melbourne. Uh, she was very impressive winning at the Sunshine Coast in january and you tipped her straight out after that win was this the race that you then set her for
4: yeah definitely look obviously being a uh you know trilogy border as a a broodmare prospect and that that was sort of obviously trying to trying to win the elusive group one with her was going to be the the main key so this was always you know big track 1400 that was you know this was always going to be her race and it's just been a matter of how we how we got there um so look she's she's as good as we can have her and yeah, hope that hope that we can see her really show up. She's probably just got to replicate her run in the Kingsford Smith to be to be right in the thick of things.
1: Matt, you settle up Contemptuous in the Healy Stakes race number eight. There is drawn a little bit awkwardly.
4: Yeah, he has. We're probably still. We'll, we'll make a call probably later later tonight. Just have another chat with your ownership group um just what we, what we do do with him There's a he might be uh, you know heading down to Melbourne um, if he wasn't to run here tomorrow then he'll probably bob up in a, in a monash stakes in a couple of weeks time um, thought he was fantastic first up just probably condition gave out on him late but um, you know to run third to the Prince of Boom and Fire Too Easy's, you know, really good form lines. Obviously just at the weights he's probably a bit better off in this race than he was um last start, but at the same time obviously Prince of Boom was so dominant that it's um you know, from from the gate there's there's still that chance of he's gonna need a bit of luck to be getting in. But I think he's a he's a nice sort of top three chance in the race. But um yeah, we may we may save him for, for Melbourne, if not even if he was to run, then maybe he might still head down for a race like the Bletchingley or something like that. We'll just just lock that in sort of over uh, over tonight.
2: Personally, he's always been one of my favourites, Contemptuous. Uh, he was $81 uh, when he did run third first up to Prince of Boom. Uh, obviously, the punters weren't expecting him to run that well. Were you?
4: Yeah, definitely. He's, he's obviously... Shown that, you know, he's obviously placed at group level before. Had a really nice jump out. Whether it was just because they, uh, maybe some of the punters didn't see his jump out, he ran second for Rothfire uh, in a jump out, sort of leading into that. Um, you know, he's always always possessed the class. There's there's no doubt about that. Then yeah, he was a he was a ridiculous price that, mm. that what he got to, and um, you know, he only had to run up to his best, which he did to be to be competitive. And um, yeah, he's he's only sort of tightened up for that from that run as well.
2: Uh, now, speaking of horses going down south for the spring, you, you uh, were on fire in the early part of the spring last year. And, of course, you've, you've done well the last couple of springs and autumns uh, in Melbourne with Scullopini and others and Uncommon James, of course. Now, Uncommon James is, uh, well, he was spelling. I saw something during the week. He's loving life uh, in the paddock there on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, when will we see him again and what other horses are you taking south uh, this spring?
4: yeah so we might sort of uh, do it in two different parts this this year. obviously we we really tried to target the early part of the spring last year and and had good success doing so. Um and that's sort of the plan with a horse like contemptuous, who's you know he's sort of that stakes grade up here, but it, it obviously can be pretty hard you know in our in our carnivals. you know all the good horses sort of get filtered into the same races, so he's he's sort of thereabouts, but you know still probably that that sort of length or two off the off the good ones as he sort of showed first up. Um, whereas, you know, down, down there a race like the the Monash and the Bletchingly are two races that come up obviously quite early in the in the spring and, and can come up a little bit thin and I think that's sort of his grade. So he'll probably be the main one that goes down early, whether uh better gets may go down as well. We've just got to lock that in over sort of over the next next week. But they'll sort of be the early brigade and then a bit later on, um, you know, we've got the and obviously uncommon James will be spearheaded as our main one, but uh, App and Girl uh, stroll runs in the wink skinnies, and then she may be down later in the carnival as well. Um, they're sort of the main ones that we'll be be sending down, and yeah, hopefully we can we can have a bit of luck as we as we have in time of the past year going down.
2: And have you seen uncommon James in the paddock? Have You been out to have a look?
4: Yeah, yeah, he looks he looks great. He's done done very well, so he's he'll uh, head head to the pre-trainers on Monday, actually. So he'll he'll head in and do a couple of weeks there prior to coming to us, coming into us at Eagle Farm. And, and yeah, look, he's he's all on, on track. The plan will be to run him first up in the Moyer um, and with a view of then going a month into the Manicado and then hopefully two weeks into the Champion Sprint at Flemington.
2: Maddie, appreciate your time this afternoon. As always, wish you all the best uh, for tomorrow at Eagle Farm and, of course, down south during the spring. But I am sure that we will speak to you well before then.
4: Cheers. Thanks a lot.
2: Thanks, Maddie. Maddie Hoisted joining us there from the O'Day Hoisted Training Establishment there at Eagle Farm, Sam. And they just keep churning out winners and churning out really, really good horses.
1: Yeah, that's it. They have some great horses uh, around them. And uh, I think it's uh, it's really good, really positive that uh, they're going to have good uh, representation down in uh, Melbourne. Well, they've led the Spring the way. Carnival. And yeah, I they think, uh, as Matt said, it, targeting those races early. Um, these horses are fit and ready to go and, and, uh, you know, some of those horses down South might be going into those races a little bit soft, whereas these horses are in form and, and yep. they're fit and found their right races. Uh, and you know that I think it, it's the Manicado, isn't it? It's been a bit soft the last couple of it years, has. isn't it? Yep. Uh, as a, you know, for what's happened with, uh, the Sydney races, uh, and the like. So yeah, I, th- I think that'd be a good race for him because, um, yeah, it's, it hasn't, Hasn't been a top-shelf race for a few years now.
2: No, so we'll see the likes of Contemptuous, Better Get Set, Uncommon James, Appen and Girl and Stroll, probably in Melbourne later in the spring. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au and Aquas is home to seven well-credentialed stallions and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. Sammy on the Punters Mate this afternoon. It's now time to find some winners over the weekend. But remember, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit the Gambling Help or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now we've got plenty of meetings to uh, concentrate on over the weekend. What are your best bets? Oh, I like Gatton. Race guessing. three, number three, Bongani. Get around it. Eagle
1: Farm, race three, number one, London Banker. The Pom will vault in in that race. Really? I hope you're right. Uh, Caulfield, race one, number two, Scorsese. Uh, this is a price, and uh, I think uh, it'll it'll be improved into this preparation. It will run well. What would his in, stable name be, Martin? Yeah, I would have thought so. Uh, and in the last at Eagle Farm, I like... Lasting Kiss, first up at a price. Uh, Stephen Lee? Stephen Lee, Celine Gaudray, Uh takes two kilos off. Yeah, I think I think it will be
2: tough to beat Lasting Kiss. So there's a few for you to work with, Chris. Well, I'm not going to Gatton, but I'm going to Eagle Farm and tipping race to number one, Ekaterina, who I think will be too strong for them late. She's got a really good finish on her. So, race two, number one, my best. I think race five, number 11, Osmose will run really well uh, for Tim Clark, Gay Waterhouse, and Adrian Bott. I like that last start run. She didn't see a lot of room there near the fence. When she did get clear, she ran on quite well. She should have finished in the placings. Uh, I like Shalo, and speaking to Maddie Hoisted earlier, he did nothing to dull my confidence in the tiara. Race seven, number eight. I think she's a really good price for an each way bet. And race eight. Number nine, the big goodbye. Now, we just need to keep an eye on this race in the morning. If if some more of these leaders get scratched, it's going to make it a lot easier for Prince of Boom to cross and control the race. But should they stay in and kick up, he might have to do a little bit of work early on and could be vulnerable late, whereas the big goodbye will get a lovely run in behind. I don't think any stretch of the imagination the big goodbye is not anywhere near the horse that Prince of Boom is. But the way the race may end up being run just might suit the big goodbye. So we'll go each way. Race eight, number nine. They're my four. Um, we have some tips from Gibbo here, who couldn't join us today. He's in transit, flying around the country. That's what you do when you're big a, hitter. a successful big hitter. There's another big hitter, yeah. Uh, he's gone with the Gold Coast Polytrack race one, number two, Jacks Boom, and race three, number three, Fulham. Full Ham, I don't know, he's got two L's In Fulham, so I'm not sure what that is Full Ham or Fulham, but race one Number two, and race three, number three And he likes Foxy Frida In the uh, in the tiara She's drawn a wide gate, but that's race Seven, number four Now, our South Australian Tips that did really well Last week, had winners in Pudding Bristler, and Hello Ladies Ran third at $14, so if you're following Remember to jump on Twitter At South underscore tips Morfittville tomorrow, race one, number three, Valentina Charm, race three, number two, Ballon Dior, race four, number seven, Upgrade Me, and race five, number six, Spark Up, one, three, three, two, four, seven, five, six. And thank you to Mr. South Tips for giving me the actual numbers in each race this week and not just the race (laughs) number and the name of the horse. So a big thank you goes out to him. Now, Sammy, that's the tips done and dusted. You've been up all week watching Royal Ascot. Give us a quick two-minute summation. Well, it's. I think Frankie's. Uh, he's started to midweek.
1: He started to steal the show. He had a tough first day, but then uh, taking out the Ascot Gold Cup last night, that was uh, fantastic for him. And and uh, yeah, obviously this is his last Ascot. He's finishing up after the. Uh, well, he's finishing up this year. Uh, this will be his last the Royal Ascot, and for him to win that race, uh, and yeah, the King and and uh, Queen were there. And do we call her the Queen Camilla? She's Queen Consort. Queen, Queen Consort. Consort. Yeah, yeah, Queen, Queen Consort. Consort. Yeah. So that was uh, that was fantastic. It was great watching. Um, who, who? Uh, I tell you what, Rossa Ryan. He is. He won on a horse two hundred to one the other night. Wow. Two hundred to one. He's ridden three winners this carnival already. Uh, this week of Ascot. Uh, yeah, he's a
2: jet. Who was the guy with the uh, who trained the stayer that was coming to Australia for the Melbourne Cup with the long hair? At the back, Rich Richie, he's yeah. a gun. He's he's a big jumping owner. Yeah, yeah, he's
1: very funny. I hope he does. He he won with Van P- and uh, hopefully it goes to Melbourne because uh, I tell you what, he'll he'll add some colour to the the Melbourne Cup Carnival.
2: On that note, thanks for joining us on the Punters Mate this Friday afternoon. Have a great weekend. We'll see you again, same time, same place, same channel on SEN Track next Friday afternoon. Good luck, punters.